Today on the Building the Dam podcast, Travis and I break down a frustrating um, Hawaii loss late last night on Facebook and kind of talk about what went right, what went wrong, and sort of the outlook for the rest of the season. Enjoy. This call is being recorded. Joining me now is Travis from Building the Dam. How are you doing, Travis? Uh, yeah, I've been better, but you know, <laughs> tired, uh, frustrated, um, lots of lots of things. But yeah, I'm uh, well, well here. hanging in there. Still, I'm still here. alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Last night's game, the thirty to one to twenty eight loss to Hawaii was rough. Um, but before we get in to just all the negatives and the things that went wrong, I wanted to talk about a couple of the good things, maybe start us off on a better mood. Um, so what what did you see? What was good last night? Um the uh, I don't know if the defense was good, but it was better. Yeah. It was um th- and this is sort of what I talked about when I talked about last week after the Oklahoma State game. Um Oklahoma State's a really good offense, so I think they're gonna tear up a lot of defenses. I was curious to see the improvement from the Oregon State defense in games like this where Hawaii's a good offense, but they're not Oklahoma State. And I think again defense still has a long way to go, but they did look better than last year at this point. Yeah. I mean, looking at the box score, I know Hawaii is definitely not a rushing oriented team at all, um, but they ran the ball 25 times as a team for 67 yards, less than three yards a carry. And that's, I mean, that's yeah. Oregon state's been, that's been their Achilles heel is, is not stopping the run. So I thought that was good. They definitely didn't break off any big runs or anything like that. Um, and overall, the defense was not the problem. Um, they looked pretty good, especially in the second half. Um, so I thought that was a positive for sure. Um, and another thing that I've liked so far is that there's been zero turnovers for the Oregon State offense or – no fumbles, no interceptions, anything like that. I mean, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of turnovers on downs, it feels like. But, you know, that's something different. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, as far sure. as they've made, um, uh, yeah, they haven't turned it over. They haven't, thrown, like I said, thrown picks. They've, they've, that's been pretty good. That's uh, – the offense – the offense has they started off the season with about six really good quarters. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I don't know what the, what the heck happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened either. So, I mean, watching last night's game, offense looked geared in, looked like their normal self the whole first half. They scored four of the first five drives and – They were clicking. Jamar Jefferson was getting yards. Luton was throwing to Hodgins. No problem. Um, And Pierce had a couple of nice touchdown runs in the first half. And then everything fell apart in the second half. Walk me through that. How, what happened? 
who's to blame? What God, if I knew what happened, happened. man, I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I, um, I mean, Luton couldn't, couldn't hit a receiver. Um, they seem to really want to focus on the passing game, even though it was not that effective in the second half. Um, I don't really understand why the heck we went away from the running game so much. I don't, I I don't think Artavis Pierce got a single carry in the second half, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't think he did either. And he, in the first half, he had like seven for 70 something yards. yards. Yeah. Yeah. Two touchdowns. And I mean, I think Hawaii, we had a couple runs where Hawaii stopped it, but we seemed to go, oh, well, can't do that. Let's, Let's throw it. And then the throwing didn't work. And we're like, well, maybe if we keep trying to throw it. Uh, um, in the play calling's defense, which I don't exactly want to defend, but to play devil's advocate, it seemed like they would try to run Jamar Jefferson. He'd get stuffed at the line. He'd be second and long. Then maybe there'd be a false start holding penalty or something. So it'd be second and 15. And then it was almost their hands were tied and they felt like they had to, to throw it. Um, yeah, there, there were definitely some um, some some circumstances that happened that did make it a little harder to just focus on the run. But I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't really understand yeah. something. <laughs> Me neither. And it, we could see it just from watching on Facebook. Um, but Jamar Jefferson, it seemed like he, I don't know if he rolled his ankle or something, but he definitely wasn't fully 100%. Um, yeah. He def- he, uh, yeah. Like early in the game, he hurdled somebody and you could see that he was looking spry and quick. But then as the game wore on, it seemed like that ankle was bugging him, that leg was bugging him, which really makes me confused why they didn't let Pierce have a few carries in the second yeah, half. Yeah, that's like I get yeah, I get um he didn't definitely didn't seem to be hundred percent. I can't remember who I wanna say it was Dashall, but I'm not sure. Uh one of the one reporter tweeted out that he that uh he got he was getting evaluated at halftime. Um Jefferson. But, yeah. Oh, okay. So I but I, I didn't um I don't think they specified exactly what the injury was, but it was obviously a, like you said, knee, ankle, somewhere lower. Like, so he was definitely, you know, he was definitely a little gimpy, but, um, I mean, he, yeah, but he still carried the rock 31 times, 183 yards. I mean, he did his job for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was one of the things where, if you're looking at places to put the blame, I think he's squarely in the he's not it column. <laughs> he's safe. Um, yeah. What is it? The, that ain't it, Chief, as they say on the internets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I don't want to pin this all on Jake Luton, I feel like he's got to <laughs> shoulder a lot of the responsibility. I'm, I'm a big Luton fan, and he's been great. But I just don't know what happened. He was missing guys. He, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know how else to say it. It seemed like, I mean, maybe a little bit of credit to Hawaii. Um, 
probably some of the blame goes to the receivers for not getting better separation. Yeah, and in all fairness, there was only one receiver who seemed to show up yesterday. Um, I think we only had two receivers get uh, catch pass in Hodgins and Lindsey, and I think Lindsey only caught one or two maybe. Yeah, uh, Lindsey caught one, and Colby Taylor. He oh, had that's right. I did. Pre- I forgot about Taylor. That's I did. I forgot he had he had a couple, but it basically seemed like it was Isaiah Hodgins or uh, nobody. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, fifteen different guys caught catch uh, passes, um, and most of them were Hodgins. Uh, Togiai, he dropped a few. That seemed very catchable. Um, it just seemed like the Beavers were shooting themselves in the foot constantly. Drop passes, penalties. Penalties were awful. Um, just dumb decisions after dumb decisions. Yeah, just some of the uh, – that was one of the most frustrating games, I think, that I've seen in a while. And I it's, it's not necessarily the loss because – I. I, I thought Oregon State was going to win that game. I picked them to win. But I, if you told me going into the game that, hey, they're going to lose by three, they're going to have a chance to tie it at the end, I would have been like, well, that sucks. But okay, you know, that's it's still a road game. Not, it's still not unexpected or anything Yeah, exactly. Like that. But just the way that game was lost and just a bunch of the crap that happened during the game just makes me like, oh, I was – I don't know. It just – between, I mean, we, uh, yeah, just a lot of things. Um, a lot of, a lot of the decisions by players, a lot of the decisions by coaches. It just, I don't know what happened at that second half, but it was just a, just a, a cluster F of football. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's there's few things more frustrating than a good offense just stalling for an entire second half. It seems like the defensive effort that Oregon State had was sort of wasted just because the offense was doing nothing. Um, But to, and I mean, and the defense, they could not stop. JoJo Ward, I think was his name. Yeah. Yeah. 10 catches, 189 yards, and four touchdowns. Oh, man, that was – it's – yeah, it, it seems like there's – that might be a, a theme throughout the year um, of one receiver just absolutely going off on us because – Yeah. The last week, I mean, I, yeah, but what was it? Uh, Wallace, whatever. I can't remember his first name, but – yeah, Tyler. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Cal Poly's receivers look like, but someone's about to have a career day. <laughs> well, they run the triple option, so I, do I don't they? think they will. Yeah, they do. Do they really? Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I am with you. It seems like. Well, they... shoot, a career day for one of those guys might be three <laughs> catches. So. <laughs> It might be two catchers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that was rough. It seemed like the Oregon State said, all right, Cedric Bird, he had 200 and something odd yards. We're going to stop him. And they mostly held him in check. Um, but then they 
have other great wide receiver in JoJo Ward and Oregon State kind of left true freshman corners on him on an island. And it seems like a lot of his passes were deep catches, deep touchdown passes. And that's a little bit on not getting any pressure up front if they have that much time to get that far down the field and get open. There's definitely some big plays. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Didn't seem like as much last week, but. Yeah. I mean, Jojo Ward had more yards receiving than the entire Oregon State team had. So (laughs) that's rough. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, we threw for 169 yards, and he had 189 by himself. Oh, wow. And sudden, yeah, so that's even more frustrating (laughs) to look at. That's Um, that's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) So it seems like defense overall, there's some things they can learn from this. Um, One thing that was a bummer, that's every game is a bummer is injuries. Um, Addison Gums went out in the first half, didn't come back in. Nathan Eldridge went out first half, didn't come back in. Matthew Tago went out. I think that was the second half. Didn't come back in that I know of. And the outside linebackers with no Tago, no Andres, Hughes, Murray. Um, no Gums. Looking, yeah, no Gums. Looking, looking weak and thin which seemed, that seemed to be the biggest, the most depth that we had at linebacker. So have you heard anything about any of those guys, Jalen Moore and David Morris didn't play? No, no, and I don't suspect we'll hear anything until, you know, tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I um, yeah, I, the Jalen Moore one was curious because, According, it looked like he might play. He was yeah, suited up and doing warm up. So, yeah, at least close. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it seemed like he was good to go. And then uh, I think Jonathan Smith, his his reaction or his comment about that was basically like it's it wasn't worth it to risk it with ten games to go. Um, I but I feel like yeah, you don't want to reaggravate the hamstring, so it's probably smart, but. He's definitely could have used him out there. Um, and then we should probably talk about, even though I don't want to talk about, what the heck happened no. with Caleb Hayes and Gus Lavaca walking yeah, through it. That's, oh, I mean, it, it, it was frustration. Frustration boiled over. I mean, I know, you, as you were saying, and it was, I think that game was frustrating for everybody. I was sitting in my living room watching on Facebook and getting frustrated. I can only imagine how the players felt. So I get it in that sense, but that, that, that crap is, that's unexcusable. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, just throwing, unacceptable. throwing punches at teammates and just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, both those guys, um, I, I've seen, seen some stuff on Twitter, you know, kick them off the team. I, I don't, I don't know about that, honestly. Um, I wouldn't quite go that far, but they, they, yeah. they, I don't think either of those guys should be playing versus Cal Poly. I think there needs to be some, there needs to be um, some sort of consequences and foot and Smith needs to kind of put his foot down on stuff like this just because 
there's going to be more losses. There's going to be more frustration and that you can't kind of say that this stuff is acceptable. So there definitely needs to be something. Um, and I definitely think it's at least, at least a suspension for Cal Poly. And I, I mean, I don't know if there's backstory, so I can't, obviously I don't know all the ins and outs of what is going on there, but you know, I'd say at least one game suspension, potentially more, depending on what they find out. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Gus Lavaca throwing punches at the end of the game, stupid, dumb. I get it a little bit just because the second half was so frustrating for the offense, and he was out by the Hawaii players, game's over, and I think he kind of shoved, bumped into a Hawaii player the Hawaii player took offense and shoved Lavaca and Lavaca was like no heck no I'm way bigger than you and starts <laughs> throwing punches at a guy's helmet yeah. um, and also Lavaca's from Hawaii I believe he's probably yeah. really amped up for that game and then probably had lots of family friends there and then just to see the offense um, kind of falter like it did I can see his frustration doesn't make it acceptable of course. Um, but then Caleb Hayes, I don't know what got into him. What happened? Something clearly set him off and he was, he, he, was, he would not calm down. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. And that was, I mean, he's, and then Avery he Roberts played. comes, yeah, to, to calm him down right? and he's throwing punches at his own player. Yeah. Yeah, out of control. I yeah. I mean, That's... there's probably more to that story, but I don't know what set him off because he was more mad than I've probably seen anybody on a football field. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what to say to that. Um, yeah, that was just that was. It, it, he just did lost the complete control there and it's something that has to be uh, addressed i'm really curious to what smith has to say in it because i'm gonna guess he's gonna be asked about it tomorrow at the you know when he meets with the press conference or what for sure i mean after the game i was reading a couple of yeah yeah i was reading a couple of his quotes after the game from his post-game conference and he sort of just shrugged it off i felt like it was just like you know Heated guys, emotional in the moment, blah, blah, blah. Um, just kind of talked it up to being competitors and heat of the moment. But it definitely was more than that. That wasn't just shoving. It wasn't just yelling. It was more. So we'll see what comes to that. I, Yeah, I'd be surprised if either of those guys are playing against Cal Poly. Uh, but who knows? And um, I was going to also going to ask you, so to, to break down a few of the specific points of the game, I felt like right before the half, uh, when we're up 28-14, and Hawaii decided to go for it on that fourth down. Yeah. Um, that was crucial. That was, and, that was a real big play. That was, that kind of gave them, I mean, I think, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of plays you can look back up through a football game and go, oh, this play was that play was huge. Um, but I, I, I'm going to guess if you went through that game and you went, okay, what were the five most significant plays as far as 
the outcome, I would say that would definitely be in there. Cause if they, you know, say they, they don't get that, they don't convert that, then Oregon State has a 14 point lead at half and, you know, maybe things are a little different, but Hawaii scored and gave themselves a bit of a boost and apparently took that boost throughout the whole freaking second half. Yeah. I thought that play was big. I thought to start the second half, um, that big pass play that Hodgins had called back for offensive PI was big. Um, That kind of started the offensive decline. That was that was a weak call to be honest. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it was weak. the The defender kind of sold it, which was what I think drew the pass interference. Um, and I mean, there's always so much hand fighting and yeah. going on. It's it's hard to know where the line is to let it go or not. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to sit there and say that was like a terrible call and. Though last night I think I did. I was a little in, – in, in the moment I was a little more upset about it. Uh, but, yeah. you know, a little bit of bias in that too. Um, I, I it, It's one of those calls. Yeah, you can, pro, you can throw that flag and you can say, yeah, that was. But I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things that gets – that doesn't get called 95% of the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bummer, and that that killed that drive. And that was the first drive of the second half, I believe. And it seemed like things were going to keep cruising for the offense. And then that was the first killer penalty that started to really, um, really ruin the offensive flow. Um, another play that I thought was big um, was the the punt fake punt by Rodriguez inside their own territory. I think that was was the dumbest. Sorry. I, that, oh my (laughs) God. No, I just had to apologize. I just, uh, I don't know. Maybe we have people listening that don't like swear words. I just about, I have a colorful vocabulary sometimes and I just about let it go. Um, But that, I do not understand that one bit. And I, and I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, um, uh, maybe not big fan, but I, I like trick plays. I think they definitely have a a um, place, and I think I think they they can be very effective. Obviously, a lot of times that one doesn't make a, a a bit of sense to me at all. I hate fake punts where you have the the punter throw the damn ball because unless <laughs> it's like you know, unless you got Johnny Hecker, who is a you know high school quarterback or whatever. Or you got yeah. someone like that that has a lot of experience throwing the ball. You are, it's an unfair situation to put the the punter in. Somebody who doesn't throw it that much. Um, plus, you're at your own thirty five. You're you're looking for. Uh, I mean, it's a tie game with what? I, what? How much time was left? There's a little under four minutes, I think, at that point, somewhere around there. Um, um I'm trying to find the the play log where that happened. Yeah, I. It was just. I I definitely think they should have punted it there. It just one hundred percent. Um, the defense had been doing pretty well. It's yeah. a tie game. You, I say punt and. You kind of hope that, that you you get another stop. Um, you get a turnover or something like that. Or if you are, if you don't want to punt, if you want, you know, to try for it. 
put your damn offense out there. Like at that point, I, if you, if you have more trust in your punter getting you five yards in that situation, than you do your regular offense. Then, then I, I don't know what to say that. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I found it. So it was fourth and six, six minutes and five seconds left. Okay. So there's more time than I thought, which actually sort of helps my argument to be honest, because you got a lot of time. It's not like, it's not like you absolutely need that need the first down to have any chance to win. You, you, even if you punt it away and Hawaii goes down and scores, you're still going to have some time left. So I, uh, the yeah, second I saw the second I saw him pull up like he's gonna throw, I went, "Oh shit, this is not a good yeah. idea." Um, oh man, uh, yeah, and so frustrating. <laughs> it's a tie game at this point. Um, they're they're acting like they're down a touchdown or two, and then they're at their own thirty-four yard line. And I read somewhere in the last like twenty-three minutes of the game. Uh, Oregon State allowed just three points, and it was a field goal based on the yeah. field position that they gave them. Yeah, exactly. It was. I mean, the defense was at that point was playing good, honestly, which is not a phrase we use with the Oregon State defense a lot lately. But at, at that point of the game, they were playing good. I think that just at that point you got to trust that they're going to keep going um, instead yeah. of. Because now, when you when you don't get that first down, you, you put your defense in an absolutely no win situation. I mean, they're basically already in field goal range, um, or at least very close to it. I, yeah, yeah, that one. It, there's that. Um, I, I a lot of frustration with some calls in that game. To be honest, there's some yeah. more. Um. Another one that, I mean, it's so easy to dissect all of this with hindsight and seeing everything that, how it went down. But, so they get the ball back, down three, two-minute drill, two just over two minutes left. Um, and they get it to the Hawaii 34 after that Taijon, his Taijon Lindsay's only catch of the game. Um, so they're at first, first and 10 at the Hawaii 34. And they go incomplete pass to Lindsay, incomplete pass to Hodgins, incomplete the, pass to Hodgins, and then they go for a fifty-two yard field goal. And I that, mean, if that incomplete pass, the 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 was it the second down play? Was that where they kind of took a shot down I think the field? So. I think it was the second down play. And that one, I'm like, I, that 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 whole drive kind of upset me um, because I felt like. I mean, they were like they were driving pretty well. Of time. You know, yeah, they, they were driving pretty well they early. On the ball even, once. even even early, they they looked like um, I mean they they looked almost frantic in a sense. Yeah. Like they, it's they had all three timeouts, right? Or they had at least two. I think they had all three. Yeah, because we used all three after after Hawaii got the ball back. So yeah. they at that point you have all three timeouts. You have a strong rushing game. I, they just looked like they, that they looked like there was 30 seconds left on the clock the entire time. And there was no timeouts. I I remember one point I was watching 
watching them, you know, line up for their, for another play. And I, I remember saying to myself, wait, is there less time than I think? And then I looked at the clock. I'm like, no. And part of me worried, well, we'll shoot. Even if this drive goes well, we're going to score here too damn quickly. And then Hawaii is going to get the ball. And I, that, it just looked almost out of control in a sense. Like, and I think it, it showed on those, on those uh, three incomplete passes in a row, they just, you got to kind of go, okay, take a breath, take a breath, pause. We have a lot of time. We have three timeouts. Uh, and then, and then like you said, you know, so then you're, then you're in a damned if you do damned if you don't situation on that fourth and 10. I don't think they should have gone for the field goal, but I also understand going for it instead of going for it, going for a fourth and 10 at that point. Um, So I, I, that going for the field goal doesn't necessarily bother me. um, But the, the, the reason they got there does. And yeah. And, and then I, 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 you know, people are going to, and I, uh, in our, during our Slack, uh, in our Slack chat there, I, as that drive's going, I think I went, God damn it. This is going to end with it with Jordan Choker missing a game tying field goal. Isn't it? And sure enough it did. And, but in his defense, I, I, that's a hard kick. That's 52 yards into the wind. Um, yeah. Game on the line. Yeah. yeah I don't kick I, like a field goal. All game, I, just I don't, points. I don't, I don't hang that one on him. Um, For sure. Uh, my biggest thing is okay. You're pa- you're on this drive, passing's working. Once you get second and ten, or even third and ten, if you think you're going to kick a field goal, if you don't convert this first down, just do a run play. Get them five yards closer. Give them a little better shot. It's a lot easier to kick a forty-five yarder than it is a fifty-two yarder. Um, so that was my biggest frustration. It seemed like. Yeah, they were just content to let him kick a 50-plus yarder instead of trying to get him a little bit closer. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Just, yeah, frustrations all around. Another big play I should mention uh, was the the flea flicker um, that Hodgins had him beat. And it looked like he probably could have held on to it, got hit in the face, dropped it. That was a big play, too, that didn't go the Beavers' way. Um, but something that did go Oregon State's way was Hawaii's kicker just forgetting how to <laughs> kick field goals for a long time. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, I felt bad for the kid. Um, and honestly, like, as much as I didn't want to see him hit that fourth field goal, I, part of me kind of had that, oh, good for him. Like, <laughs> I'm glad yeah. for him that he made that. Um but yeah, he he did not have a good night. No. But fortunately for kickers, if you win the game, nobody really cares about how bad you did. Um, but yeah, he missed a bunch. Overall, I wasn't that impressed with Hawaii. I didn't think that they were necessarily the better team, even though they did win fair and square and they did miss a bunch of kicks. Um, it just felt like Oregon State kind of put their um, – kind of got overconfident at halftime. I don't know what went on, but just kind of stopped, stopped pushing. 
at least offensively, and then and then it was a little too little too late. Yeah, very frustrating. Like we said, um, did you have any other kind of random observations about the oh, game? Or I, I think those announcers. I early people were complaining about. I love them. They're just so like <laughs> they're kind of goofy and laid back, and they <laughs> love love the down marker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I was um, so I was watching the game on my computer, and I was I was actually as my wife was laying in bed reading, and I was so I I was sitting in bed watching the game, and I had my headphones on, um, listening to the game so she could read, and and I didn't even realize it, but she just one point she kind of looks at me, she goes, "What are you laughing about?" And I'm like, I didn't realize that I was laughing out loud, but I just, it was the announcers and their, their infatuation with the uh, down markers. That, <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed them too. I think Joe in our Slack channel compared them to, to Purred Happily from Parks and Rec. I don't know if you know, get that reference. Oh, no, I did not get it at the, at the time. And then it, it went, um, I was like, who's that? And then I forgot about that. I've not watched <laughs> wreck that much so uh, yeah for i mean for people that don't know Pern happily is like their local reporter in this show and he just is mr captain obvious like the most captain obvious reporter of all time and says things kind of in the same monotone voice that the hawaii announcers were using sometimes so that cracked me up But, but overall i thought they were good they're definitely biased Toward yeah. Hawaii, of course. Of course they were good for them. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, that I thought the Facebook thing, it actually was pretty good. I yeah. I had a little bit um, when it first started. For some reason, my feed was pretty grainy, and I thought, oh, this is gonna suck. But then it 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 ended up clearing up and looked pretty good. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I, I would be okay yeah. with more games on Facebook instead of trying to find it on some of the channels or. You know, right. even Pac-12 Network kind of sucks sometimes. So I was actually pretty impressed with the uh, quality of it all. Yeah, I, I didn't like love that they kind of had the number of the people that were viewing the stream <laughs> on the top of it. <laughs> and because I was um, like, I don't... And every now and then I would... I would so a little uh, uh, background for those who don't know... Um, like typically during, uh, you know, games, we'll be writing the game recap during the game, um, especially games. I, I honestly didn't do much of it last night because the game, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen ever. Um, right. But games that kind of, that kind of, you sort of know midway through more or less how it's going to go. Um, a lot of times, at least I will be writing the recap of the game during the game. So I was trying to do a little bit of that. So I'd have to, and it sucks because it was on the computer. So I'd, you know, and, and little breaks in the action or whatever, I'd, I'd minimize the screen. And every time I did that, I'd look and you have all the Facebook comments and God, that, that, <laughs> that was the worst part is seeing some of those people commenting on just some of the dumb, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see any of that. Yeah, what were they? What were the comments? Just, like? just, just, like just people, a lot of people just making like um, very obvious observations, but trying to make it sound like they're very—I don't know—knowledgeable. Yeah, I 
I also get like that during during games like that I go to when you hear people around you like saying I like trying to sound smart, but I'm like, you're yeah, no shit. They're trying to catch the ball on this one. Good job. (laughs) Oh yeah. That that bugs me too. Yes. I don't know. Um, I mean, the announcers kept calling like every time Artavis Pierce had a run, they'd be like, Oh, and there's Jamar Jefferson again. And then, then like a few seconds later, they're like, wait, actually, I think that was Pierce. Um, I, oh, but, but I did. I did freaking love their Pierce puns, though. He's piercing the defense. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And I'm also very upset that I have not um, thought of that before. So. Yeah, that's a good. One. <laughs> um, yeah. Overall, Facebook wasn't too bad. Um, there was one point that the stream just like spot. It was during like a commercial, you know. Or is he stuck on that screen, basically, that said, don't steal our content or we'll kill you. <laughs> um, and then it, like, it it froze, but I didn't realize that it had frozen because um, I just was muting it. And so I was like, it's been, like, solid three or four minutes. When is the game coming back on? And then I was like, what the heck? I So I missed a few plays there. Um, but overall, it was pretty good. No complaints as far as the streaming. More complaints yeah. as far as what was happening on the field. Yeah, I got I got a lot of complaints there. <laughs> um, but I mean, taking a step back, I was looking at the ESPN has like a project a predictor of who's going to win. You know, like the percentages of yeah. who's going to win. And at one point, Oregon State, uh, when they were up twenty eight fourteen, they had a seventy nine point seven percent chance to win. So basically, eighty percent right. chance to win. And at that point, I was feeling pretty confident. Uh, so the loss hurts that much more. Yeah, that's that's definitely – it was definitely more of a, you know, that first half, I was – I a lot of confidence in that game and a lot of confidence um, just in the season, and that did change quite a bit in the second half. Like, I don't, I don't know. I felt like, okay, we win this game. We're going to go 2-1 and because you should beat, should beat Cal Poly. All right. So, sorry, we had a little bit of tough – technical difficulties there namely my dogs being annoying but uh, we're kind of talking about the uh the how that game went from the first half being very very i don't know i had a lot of confidence in not only that game but the impending slate the impending season with you know i figure first half it, it looks like we had a pretty good chance to win you know it Talk about the ESPN gave us like a 79% chance to win at that point. And right. So you finish that one up, you get that win, then you, you I mean, you should beat Cal Poly. Um, so that you should be two and one going into a Pac 12 slate that honestly does not look that difficult. I mean, it, it, there is a lot of teams that are difficult. I don't want to say it's like an easy Pac 12 slate, but there are a lot of teams that have not looked impressive and are very winnable games. You talk about, you know, UCLA, who's 0-2 right now. You talk about Arizona, who, I mean, they did a somewhat similar game with Hawaii. Um, yeah. They did beat the crap out of NAU, I think. But, I th- shoot, I think NAU even scored 41 points on them. So, I don't think Arizona's that good. I don't think Arizona State's that good. They looked awful for Sacramento State. and I. So and then yeah, 
And then Stanford just got lit up against USC's third string quarterback. Stanford, and as much as Cal's win last night was impressive, I think they're they're an interesting team because they are they are they're the inverse of us. They are defense first, and you hope the offense they hope the offense shows up enough to get the help win. them help them win. Maybe um, yeah. I, I I do think Cal is a winnable game, so they, that is a tough one. Um, but honestly, I so what we got had Arizona State, Arizona, UCLA, Stanford. I think those are all winnable games. That's I mean, yeah. I mean, if you had the confidence going two and one into conference play, um, opening with Stanford. I mean, you, you, winning last night's game would have been huge um, just for the direction. And watching that all absolutely crumble in the second half was – that's what was most frustrating to me is it just you see you see a lot of things where you go, okay, this – okay, this team's starting to put it together. This, you know, maybe, you know, maybe this season's going to be a lot better than we originally thought. And then that second half, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, we're still – still very young and still rebuilding and still learning. And honestly, I think our coaching staff is still learning. Um, yeah. Sometimes that Smith is still a young coach. So he he's kind of in a learning curve right now too. And I'm hoping that he kind of learns from a lot of his mistakes and can, and can adapt and move forward. And he isn't, um, and he isn't one of those coaches that is sort of, stuck in their ways I, I that's my that's my hope because if he is kind of stuck in his ways and continues to kind of do some of the head scratching things um then then i'm not sure then i'm not sure what to make of it but i, I still have hope that he can kind of go okay you know do we i mean we've seen some of his um evolution as a coach even as small as a thing of it is just like uh embracing twitter a little more so i i'm hopeful that he can kind of evolve and and he can grow because I think there's a lot of good things about Smith um, and just the team in general. There's a lot of good things, but man, that last night's second half did not do much for my confidence in the team. Yeah, for sure. It was rough. I mean, like you said, they, it seemed like they had a good chance to win. They were playing well. Then they get Cal Poly, then they get a bye week in Stanford. And then you're looking at, wow, maybe this team can be three and one four and one, something crazy like that. And then it kind of, the second half was really disheartening, um, not even just for that game, but for that kind of the outlook of the rest of the season. Um, but I hope the team can kind of put all of that behind them. Um, it's frustrating and kind of how much of a gut punch that loss was. And because there's still a lot of winnable games, a lot of games they should definitely be competitive in, in Pac-12 play. Um, so hopefully they can kind of put it all behind them, move forward, and and learn from the mistakes, just like you said. Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's it it gets hard, and you you gotta kind of sit back and remember that this is this is a multi-year rebuilding project, and it's gonna look pretty ugly at times. And last night, the second half, that was one of those times where it just looked freaking hideous. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think that's pretty much all that I had for the Hawaii game. And and next week we'll look we'll look forward to Cal Poly in their triple option offense. Oh, I, I'm actually more excited about that game. I didn't. I mean, just just to watch the triple option. I always that's a, never an offense I really like want my team to run, but it's always kind of fun to watch a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a, it'll be interesting to see how our defense handles it. To be honest, just because it's it's an offense that requires a lot of discipline from the defense. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that should be a little more fun, and hopefully it it gets off the offense on the right track and they can bounce back from that second half. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, Hopefully it's one of those kind of get-right games where you go, okay, kind of just get things going again and remember, okay, that we can do some of these things. Um, so I don't know. I – I, I never really like games against FCS opponents, but you know it should be a it'll be nice to get a win. Fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. All right, well I'll let you go, but thanks for joining me today, Travis. Yeah, thank you for having me.